generate is supporting my vision to improve the financial literacy of 100,000 Kiwis by sponsoring Keep the Change. Cheers, Generate. Head to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to find out more. Getting in the KiwiSaver fund that suits you and your situation is key to making sure you're maximising your investment. Generate are an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of long-term performance and they can help you do exactly this. Their advisors can meet with you to talk about all your options when it comes to KiwiSaver to help you decide what's best for you. Too many people never get KiwiSaver advice, but not you. Go to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to book a no-obligation chat with a Generate advisor. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited. And of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Let's take some calls from the request line. Caller number one. Hey, man, what's up? This is Dominique from Shady No Trailer What's up, Dominique? I want to hear that song from the yeah. Pablo. All right, I got that coming right up for you. Now, shout out to the radio station that gave you what you wanted. Shout out to the five star rated Keep the Change podcast that you're listening to right down right now. <laughs> As I tone down the volume there, but shout out to this listener request who has asked a question through a presentation I did recently, but this has come up a couple of times and I thought, shit, we might have to address this one because obviously a few people think about it and it's basically why do I find paying off debt more exciting than saving money? Or easier. Easier, yeah. Now, just for clarification, I did ask this person who asked me the last time, I said, are you referring to, say, pay down your mortgage? Or are you talking about buying things and putting them on buy now, pay later, putting them on your credit card and then paying that down? And to their credit, they admitted, because I thought, they could say, oh, both. Uh, but they basically said, yeah, like buying things and then paying off the debt. So it could be, you know, I used to do this. I would think, right, I would go and buy a Lazy Boy. I would buy a beard or I would buy a speaker system or a fancy loud boombox or some <laughs> shit. And then I would think, cool, I'm going to pay that down and then I will have these things. And I did find that way more exciting than saving the money. Yeah. It's um, it's an interesting one, eh? Because it's kind of like psychological in a way. But I think in a lot of the way. Yeah, but we've also been conditioned for it. Like, boom, over a long period of time, uh, like debt will get inflated away and savings gets eroded. Yeah. So, like, just that means that we should buy everything on debt. <laughs> mm. And get it as fast as you want. Yeah, take it whenever you want. Bring the future forward to your to your uh, consumerism and and just buy whatever you want. So it's hard to go against that grain. But I think uh, I mean we can go into some of the benefits of why you do that. But I think one one main part of it, like why would you take out a mortgage to buy a home rather than save for fifteen years and buy it with cash or whatever? Because you, yeah, sorry, I thought. Well, what, you're asking me for the answer. Yeah, go. What is the answer? <laughs> you're never going to get there, are you? Well, exactly. So, yeah. like, subconsciously, you kind of know that. So the only way to do it is to get the mortgage, and you know, mm. and, and the and the other part of it is, is that we require 
a heavy level of discipline yeah. and that is over a very long period of time to be able to do that versus the bank will just suck the money out of your account and you're forced to. Yep. You know, that's a way easier option for me and mm. doesn't matter what happens to week to week, I know that fuck is going to be taken and, you know, better make sure there's some in there. There's a reason they ask you, what day do you get paid? Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> they'll align the payment of your mortgage with that date. Yeah. yeah so, you know, like it's a really interesting one and it's it's psychological, but, yeah, I don't know. It's a it's a weird one. You, the inflation thing, I think, comes back to it again, long term, subconsciously. That you know, if you save for thirty years, the house you can buy now with a thirty year mortgage will not be the same. Yeah, and that unfortunately breeds into everything we do, and that comes right back down to using credit cards and afterpays. You know, I do think as well if we go a step back before that, before we even get access to debt. So I think for the first sixteen say years of your life. You, you don't have buy now, pay letters. You don't have credit cards, etc. No. And then you get to that age and you realise it's possible. You can do it. Everyone else is doing it. You know, 2.5 million Kiwis got a credit card. You can get the interest-free overdraft. And you're like, okay, what the fuck's going on here? You're saying that now that I earn some money, I can get more money? Mm. If you've come from an education where that's the way to do it, then you're probably going to follow that too. Mm. But I get messages all the time from people that are like, my parents told me that if you didn't have the money, you couldn't have it. Simple as that. Mm -hmm. Bang. Black and white. And so that is the belief that they have carried on. And that can potentially work out really well for them. But then there's usually uh, exceptions to that rule. And it's like, apart from the family home, you know, or the batch or yeah, the rental yeah. or whatever, you know, but it's... They have gone down a path of in their life. They they would never finance a TV. Fuck that. You know, their parents were like, What are you doing? Yeah. You know, we didn't teach you to do that. And so then you wouldn't do that. If you want something, go out there, work for it, earn the money and do it. I was kind of taught that. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think probably a lot of us were that are maybe in our um, you know, thirties or yeah, I I don't know what the age bracket would be, but I do think that some of the younger people have probably been told, No, nah, just fucking just go and get it, you know. Mm. And I was probably coming into that phase too, where it's like cue cards and all this shit, and you could get the credit. And so it's sort of like, you know, why wouldn't you? But also, I think when interest rates like low and lowering, you think that way too, because I think kind of think, well, fuck, I don't mind paying three percent interest. Or I don't mind paying, especially interest free, because that's what everything is yeah, these yeah. days. Interest free. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay, crazy, eh? And so I do think it probably starts at education, but I think the other education piece that's missing which I do think is a big part of this, is that you don't have a goal for your savings. So then you default into, well, what am I going to do with my money? And you haven't thought about that enough either. So you think, well, I'm just going to buy shit. Because when I do that, it does make me feel quite happy. And I get marketed to, and someone's like, hey, you know, if you want to be like fucking this person, wear this perfume, you know, Johnny Depp, get the, the Dior Elixir. <laughs> And so then you go and buy that and you have this feeling of like, fuck yeah, I've got this and you spray it on and for the next week you're loving it and then it's like, okay, you know, fuck it, I'm done with that. I'm not Johnny Depp, bugger. Yeah, but you go back to <laughs> farmers the next week and you're like, maybe I'll get this that I saw the marketing to me and then slowly you start buying bigger things and it's the TV or it's like the brand or it is, you're chasing the next dopamine rush and so then you get caught in the, um, I exchange my time for money and then I exchange my money for a feeling of, okay, great, that was all worthwhile. Motion. Yeah, back to the start again and then you repeat and then you pick bigger things to do. But you probably haven't had a piece of, hey, you know, why not set a big goal? And it's even hard to try and explain that. You know, what do you mean? Like save 100 grand. Well, what the fuck for? 
Why? <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah, good point, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe it's like going on a holiday or maybe it's thing you can have a child or something. But if you can't see into the future of why you'd do that, you know, you're like, well, fuck that. I'm just going to buy some shit. Mm. And I'm going to use some debt and I'm going to pay the debt down. Yeah. The th- it's very hard to explain that you'll massively regret that in 20 years. Eh? <laughs> yeah. It is. It's a hard one to be like... How many this this path will mean you end up in exactly the same scenario in twenty years. Mm. Doing it another way means you'll have, you know, exponential access to different opportunities. Yeah, and um, and learning the habit. So you yeah. might start by financing the um the 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 buy now pay later two hundred dollar pair of sneakers, but then you need to buy a laptop because you're like, oh, I want to do some design work that I need this laptop for. And like, fuck, it's four grand though. But JB Hi-Fi, man, they're smacking it in my face. 60 months. Yeah. Harvey Norman are telling me the more I spend, they'll give me a $100 voucher for every thousand. Like, oh, fuck it. I will get the $6,000 one. And then, you know, you, you graduate up the consumer debt spiral mm. as such. And then you've got to get all the way back to square one. And by the time I think you've done that a number of times too, it's fucking hard to unwind those habits and be like, no, every week I'm going to put money aside and I'll log into my Westpac and see how much money's sitting in there. Oh, this feels so fun. I've got $2,083 now. Woo, amazing. How cool am I? Like, fuck, this is boring. Yeah, man. And that, that's, I think, the hard thing. That's thats why I think the system is so far, or like the way that that works is so far wired against you and your human behavior. Yeah. And this is why so many people get to retirement. They don't have the money. This is why people don't invest. They don't hang in there they don't have time in the market we're not all fucking Warren Buffett we could all do similar things but we're just like ah, it's fucking too hard too boring yeah yeah I reckon it's partly the reason why housing is our biggest thing here too because eh? you can't go and take out a loan to go and buy shares no you know once you've got some shares you can leverage against them but only to a smaller rate not as much as against yeah, the, the house yeah the value ratio is way different yeah yeah here we can go and get 90% of the value of the home and just you know or start a business, for instance, pretty hard to do. Very hard to do. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Hey, can we leave that? Even you know, next advisory, they're like, oh, can't give you a you know five grand credit card limit to put your bloody subscriptions <laughs> through and pay your zero through. No, Michael, do you have like a business debit then? Oh, we don't have those yet. It's like, well, what like limit can we get? <laughs> yeah. You're like, how are we going to pay for this shit? Oh, we're going to need a personal guarantee against these credit oh, cards. It's like, it's two and a half fucking grand. <laughs> like. You know, and people are like, "Hey, mate, where do you go to get finance for a business?" I'm like, "Sorry, mate, you can't. Like, yeah. <laughs> unless you've tough, got a property, man. but you can borrow against your property." Yeah, to do yeah, it. yeah. But yeah, I. So I think um, the way I would now answer this question would be, "Okay, how did you learn?" And maybe what you learned wasn't right. So we'll explore that in a second. But remember, too, we're being conditioned, we're being marketed to to spend. You know, you think about the one of the richest people in the world, Bernard Arnault, uh, selling luxury goods to people. Mm. Now. There's a reason that he's one of the richest people in the world because he's playing to our weakness of I want to feel what it feels status. like. To, yeah, have one of those brands and status and whatnot, right? So then you are like, fuck it. I am going to put my money into buying one of those handbags. If you're like, Luke, I'm going to buy the perfumes, the colognes or whatever, and some of them are really good. But <laughs> you're going to swap your money for that. And you have to remember that if you look at them like machines, they're big machines like working against you and they're putting messages, subliminal messages into oh, yeah. ads and podcasts and Instagram influences and influences and, and it's coming at you every day. Yeah. And you don't even realise until you start being aware and you're like, fuck me, I didn't notice there was, I'm getting bombarded and you're watching football and there's brands coming at you and they're flashing and they're rolling over now and everything that you watch is basically like, hey, give me your money. Yeah. Give it here. <laughs> yeah. Give us it. Yeah. And then it's basically, and by the way, if you can't afford it, We've got a solution for you too. You can have even more as long as yeah. you pay us back. And then 
um, you, you go and do that. And so then you, you, you start to do that. So you're literally fighting these massive beasts and machines mm. that are like, you've got the money, we want to take it off you, hand it over. And so you do that because it's, it's fucking easy to do and everyone's doing it around you. I think as well, we now live in a debt bubble. So then the exercise to do is to think, what would your life look like if you couldn't have any debt? So if you went to the uh, JB Hi-Fi and they're like, sorry, no, you don't qualify for the uh, finance. Mm. They're like, oh, what? But my mate does. Yeah, but you don't. So suck it up. It is what it is. You could then go to buy now, pay later. Oh, no, sorry. You don't qualify for that. You can't have that. Be like, what the fuck? Uh, and then you go um, and find like a second tier lender. And you're like, fuck it, I'm going to do it this way. I'm going to get this debt through them. They're like, oh, no, sorry. You, you're the person who doesn't qualify. Imagine oh, that world. We're taking a credit card off you too. And I don't know if this is true or not, but someone said to me, in Argentina, they don't have credit. It's like, uh, what? But imagine living in a world, so just have a hypothetical world for yourself where you're not allowed access to credit apart from a loan because otherwise you're right in and be like, oh, what about my property? Um, so just imagine you would have to become a different person and you would know no different. Mm. But the reason we don't is because we have access to all these products. Yep. Now, 2.5 million people have a, a credit card. And one in 10 are in arrears. <laughs> Imagine if, no, they're all gone. First yeah. of January next year, no more credit cards. Yep. We're going to teach people to go the other way, and everyone's going to earn their money first, and they are going to use that money, and they're going to buy the things, but they have to save it up and do it first. They probably have an economic collapse, mate. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. I think so. So, again, it sort of shows you that it's happened without you even realizing that we live in such a debt bubble that people have gone, how can we speed up people's spending so that we can make more money off them? Fucking let them buy things before they have the cash. They are pros at it, man. The yeah. multinational billion dollar organizations. Yeah. Like, I feel like buy now, pay later. How new is it? Oh, I don't even know, but it's collapsing in Australia. Is it? Yeah. I think there's only two left out of about 16 or something. Yeah. It's crazy, man. It came, I feel like it came out of nowhere in the space of five years. It was a multi billion dollar mm. industry. Yeah. Um, in like, Man, something that's worth billions of dollars is not free, eh? <laughs> even, yeah, I mean, even like credit cards. But yeah, we, we're not, we don't even need to get into that. But basically, like we live in a world that is the reverse of what we should actually be doing. Mm. And that's why we see these people who then talk about, you know, getting ahead or having money and investing and, and, and killing it. You're like, what the fuck? You know, it's, it sounds too simple. Mm. And it is. It's basically like do the reverse of what everyone else is doing and be patient and delay gratification. Easier said than done, though. Yeah. You know? Like, I have this thing in my, in one of my, and it's just because of like how I'm wired. Like, I'm going to buy a Gucci house one day and not have it, not do it with a mortgage. Yeah. Like, do you know how hard that is to fucking do? Like, I have to make some bank to be able to pull that off. Mm. And I have to be responsible with it as I'm making it. And I can't go and, like, be tempted by all this other shit. Like, there's so many fucking variables that you have to get right to be able to do that. Yeah. And most, like, most, like, average society, that is impossible. Mm. But if you don't want to be average, then you have to sacrifice the shit that it, that keeps you average and get rid of it. Um, and you you can't do it without it. Like, if, if you decide, like, it's average to be on cue cards and, you know, taking out your TV and your fridge or whatever, if you don't want to be average and you want more than average, which is what your soul does, get a new flat screen, 
have the smart fridge, have the lazy boy like Luke. Yep. Yeah, like then you're above average, right? That's what you're marketed to to do it because you, but you use the debt to do it. But actually you are average doing that. So if you want to be above average, you have to sacrifice all that shit. Remove that marketing from your brain. Man, I wish we filmed these this pod and we could clip that bit out because that would go <laughs> fucking nuts on social media. Mate, it's so true. And the bit that people miss, because some people aren't going to like that, I'm like, I'm not fucking average, like, I'm above average or whatever like you want to be. But remember, when you make a decision to not be average, you have to learn how to not be. You have to become that person. Mm. And so then you go on that learning journey. So you might think that you're not average already and you're like, what the hell is he on about? But then challenge yourself, okay, well then why don't I get rid of all my debt? And then you've got to go on that journey of how you do that and be like, okay, how am I going to save X amount of money? Like take the biggest amount of money you've ever saved and times it by 10 and go, okay, how would I do that and have no debt? And Mm. you, if you achieve that, or even if you get halfway there, the person you will become, you'll be like, fuck, I was average. I, I, man, I got sold. I didn't realize. That's the funniest thing about like believing you're not average. Like at the starting point, 100% you are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And you have to fight that battle for yourself. Yeah. And you're basically going against the grain of what these big machines want you to do, which is to hand over your cash. So then Mm. you become, like once you've broken that, you become less exciting to them. They try and sell to you less because they're like, fuck that. However, somebody else will try and sell to you someone that's got uh, a better understanding of who you are and like, we know where you are on the journey. Yeah. We can get this off you. You get targets on your back at different levels of the game, man. Yeah. (laughs) I think as well, the thing just to, like a really good fundamental, you touched on this at the start, but basically it's like saving is stupid. Whoa, whoa, what do you mean saving is stupid? But if you purely only save your money, you're going to get fucked as well because we explained this on the inflation podcast where basically your money gets devalued. It'll be toilet paper at retirement. Yeah, and yeah. then you so then you are actually fighting this battle on that side too where you're like, okay, I know I need to learn the habit of saving, but when I save money, like nothing good happens. I'm going backwards. Mm. The money isn't actually getting me closer to my goal because the goal has gotten more expensive or whether that be your property that you want or the ideal lifestyle at this age. And you're thinking, what the hell? Like, I'm doing all the right things, but it's getting out of reach. So then we're like, well, fuck, I'm just going to buy heaps of stuff and get some debt. Mm. So it's not saving that is smart. It is learning the habit of saving so that you can do something with your savings. Yeah. That is, and then you're into, you unlock some more chapters. You're like, okay, now what do I do? And people ask me this all the time. I'm like, I can't help, like, I can't tell you what to do. Mm, That's a journey you truly have to do on your own. Like, very cool that, like, I've got a few messages of people being like, oh, I've got like uh, 150 Gs in in my savings account, just been saving for like however long. What should I do with it? I'm like, well, fuck. I hate that question. Oh, eh? my God. I'm like, (laughs) like, it's, you've nailed the first part to like, some people I'm like, wow, age for stage, you've got this money, you've got this income, like you, you but you have to go on the journey. Like you yeah. probably need to think about what you want more than like figuring out where to put it because that will tie up and you'll find a correlation of what to do. Mm. But like I cannot advise on that, eh? Yeah. It's impossible. Like if it was me and I had hundred and fifty grand lying around, I'd buy a race car. <laughs> so is that a good investment? Fuck. Yeah. Like, I don't know. What do you want me to say? But you would probably find one that you know would hold its value, right? Like, not a Tesla. Well, if it depends on the purpose. Like, yeah. did I make that 150 on purpose so I could blitz it? Gotcha. Or yeah. did I do it for, like, the savings thing? I've been on the journey of the savings, and now I'm going to deploy it into something, buy something undervalued. Yeah. Not like Luke's Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, you might take it and you might buy one car that you know is going to hold its value and you're like, okay, that's a store of value and then you're beating inflation. Or you might go, oh, I'll use my 150k to buy two vehicles that I know I can add 20% value to over yeah. the next six months and then you make some more money and you're like, boom, increase my savings, beat inflation, I'm yeah. winning. Or yeah. buy another business because I'm in business or yeah. tip it into the business. Hire somebody, yeah. yep. create leverage, All buy sorts time of things, back. man. Like, you just can't ask people that question. You really have to go on it for you. Like, if you asked me that question every year for the last 10 years and I gave you an honest answer of what I thought it would be to do with it, it would be different every fucking year. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. Like, mm. I'm evidence to myself that I don't know. So, yeah. you know, you have to do it for you. Heartland Bank at a dollar twenty was so tasty. <laughs> Shit. But when it was at two fifty and I bought again, it's now dollar eighty. It's not so tasty. I think it's a dollar seventy now too. So you're right. You know the answer will be different every year, and that's what you have to be careful on. So you got to. Go, I like that, mate. You got to go on your own journey. Um, but yeah, I think the the other piece, just to go back to goals, is that people. I struggle with this to like break your thermostat. So the way I always talk about it is $10,000 was about what I could hover around. And then I couldn't seem to get past that. And then I would self-sabotage myself to bring myself back to that level. And at about 10 grand as well, when you save that, once you've cleared your debt and stuff, you're sort of just like, well, fuck, like your life doesn't change that much. You can't do anything with it, eh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So then you're like, I'm defeated again. Yeah. You think this sucks, and that's why I think Charlie Munger talks about your first hundred k is the hardest. Yeah, and I didn't, I, I didn't hear him say that until after I'd saved a hundred k, but I came across basically the the thermostat principle, which was you you basically will rise to your standards and then you'll stay there. Mm. So your standards at ten thousand dollars are too low, Luke. Mm. You need to change them. Let's make that a hundred k goal. I don't have the standards, the principles. I don't know how to do that yet. I don't have the education. But then I do have the ability to go on the journey to do that. Yeah. But I'm not there going, I need to do this in fucking three year, uh, three months. You know, it could take three years. And that's okay because through that process, I learn like what it took to do it. Mm-hmm. But also through it, I start getting towards 50K and I'm like, oh my God, this is now five times higher than the 10. But I'm like, I'm not going to fuck this up. I'm still going to 100. I'm not going back to 10. Mm. But I am like, this is too slow. What can I do to speed this up? But rule number one is like, don't lose the money. So I'm like, okay, I need to find something that I can invest in that I can increase that speed. And now I know people are going to message and be like, okay, what did you do? What did you do? But <laughs> again, like it, what I did at the time probably doesn't exist anymore, no matter what it was. Yeah. You've got to go and find that for yourself. But you've got to admit that it doesn't matter what the time frame is that it's going to take and just understand that the value is actually doing it to reset who you were. And then you get to look back and go, wow, for five years of my life, might even be, go back to day one, you know, for 25 years of your life, the most you'd ever been able to save up to is 10 grand. Mm. Okay, well, by 30, I had 100 or 32 or whatever and be like, holy shit, I 10 times my thermostat and my standards in seven years. Mm. Compared to the first 25, that's pretty fucking good. Now, what else is possible? The education the self-education that you get on the journey of going through that and the skill you learn from doing it, I don't know how to explain it, but um, I've heard the saying, the first million is fucking difficult. The second million is inevitable. Yeah. And it's so true because you compound the skills along the way and then the second time around that you do it, you are capable of removing all the mistakes that you learned. And that just that factor compounds the time that you can do it in. Then you're like, ah, oh, 
that time I did this, X, it, everything moved a bit quicker, so we'll just do that from the beginning. Yeah. And then you've also got capital to play with as well, you know, and I think it's so hard to believe that when, if you're at 10 grand. Yes. It's so hard, and I don't know how to do like say anything apart from trust me I promise you <laughs> like it it really is a thing that um we we don't value our skills and knowledge enough therefore we don't put enough effort into it yeah and I think if you put time into continuously trying to improve in the thing that you're working on or do or your job or your capacity to earn income and it becomes unreasonable for you not to get better and it's the same thing with saving and you'll learn ways to make it faster, you'll learn ways to protect it better, you'll learn all of the stuff, and then if the first one takes you five years or, or a decade, the next one will be half, and yeah. the one after that will be half, and the one after that will be half, because you just learn how to refine your ability to do it, and it all starts with the first one, but you can't do it without the first one, unfortunately, sorry, that's the fucking journey, Yeah, nice. take it on the chin. Yeah, get the journey, like bank the journey, yeah. that's just as much, yeah, and you, the noise becomes quieter, and let me explain this to you. So let's say you have $10,000 saved, and that's your thermostat. That's what you can get to. Well, at the moment, if we take $10,000 and we times that by 5.5%, which is an average-ish term deposit rate at the moment, well, we're going to make $550 in a year. And the governmento, they want their cut, yeah. right? <laughs> so let's say, okay, well, they take a third of it. Of course they do. So we now times that $550 by 0.67. That's what we're going to get net. $368.50 for doing nothing but lending the money to the bank to lend to somebody who's buying a home. <laughs> yeah. Because that's what they do. <laughs> okay. So you go, oh, well, fucking whip this shit. $368. I go, okay, well, let's divide that by 52. Sweet. That's $7 a week. Whip this shit, mate. Well, Look how much fucking noise there is about earning or making an extra $5 a week on taking GST (laughs) off of fruit and vegetables. Yeah, so true. Oh, hadn't thought about it like that. (laughs) Do you want to lose years of your life going forward to falling into these political bullshit traps of what's fucking so important? Yeah. Yeah, and is that going to really impact your life when you realize, oh my God, if I can save $10,000 at 5.5% interest, I'm going to have more each week than what fucking removing GST is off of fruit and vegetables. <laughs> You've just blown my thermostat. Yeah. Correct. And then you realize like, holy shit, okay, how have I been thinking so small my whole life? Like, how did I get stuck in that trap? Now, I'll be, uh, go to another level here, and I have close to 60 grand sitting in a bank account with Westpac. Mm-hmm. Please don't hack me and uh, <laughs> take it. But that is sitting there to be deployed at some stage. I'm through going through the journey of like teaching myself to just just like keep building it, and yeah. you know I'm like going back through exactly what we're talking about here. Now at the end of July, they paid me fifty eight dollars and fourteen cents in interest, and I'm in the top tax bracket. So that's after taking forty percent off me to um, help pay for taking GST off for investment. <laughs> <laughs> And then some, oh, that was bonus interest. I don't even know, like, what the fuck the bonus interest is. But I can dig in and find out. But my interest was $19.93 after tax as well. So they've given me nineteen ninety-three and then $58.14. Now that was, then I put a couple more deposits in. And this says to me, bonus interest, you're on track. Keep your balance at over 
40k or more by the 31st of August to earn bonus interest this month because <laughs> they're trying to incentivize me to keep my money yeah. in that bank account so that they can lend it on to somebody who's buying a rental. So, <laughs> you know, they, they want they want your money too. And you start to learn Luke's, these different Luke's things. Luke's personal policy has beat Labor's GSC policy. Bingo. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Every one of them. Beat Nationals one. Yep. Yeah. Beat every single one of them. Whatever the government are trying to tell me to sell me to turn up to vote for them who whatever political party i'm like fuck that i can beat that yeah like check out my policy yeah 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 check this shit out yep cool like that but uh good on you and yep you'll win some votes but you know maybe i'll turn up to know fucking losers (laughs) (laughs) but you know look at that okay so i don't want you to take this and be like oh jesus you know this isn't very now relatable because you're saying you've got 60 grand sitting there but this is accumulated over time there's 80 dollars of interest when all the noise is happening about GST or even another political party, like Mikey just said, saying, "Well, you know, we're gonna, you're gonna have this more in your bank account or whatever," I'm just like, "Well, I got fucking Westpac gave me eighty dollars, mm. you know, to to borrow that money off me, and I just kept it in that account, and now they're trying to entice me not to take it out." Mm. So, you, I guess what I'm trying to say is, you, when you go the other way and start saving, you get to learn all these new things. I'm like, why are Westpac? trying to encourage me to keep my money in this account. What do you mean bonus interest? And then also when any government drops dumb fucking policy out there, you don't get caught up in it because mm. you're bigger than it. Yeah, you're moving faster. And then you don't care. And you're like, oh, well, everyone will fight over that for two weeks and then fucking they'll bring up something else when everyone's died off. Yeah. And you don't give a fuck about the whole three years that they're in power. And it might not be, you know, trying to save 60 grand like Luke. It could just be 6K or whatever it is for you, but you're going on a journey of what other lessons am I going to compound? Because when you just keep going down the debt journey, all you're basically doing is like, oh, nothing bad happens down here and the numbers can just keep getting bigger and what's what's the problem? Like, this is quite fun and it's the dopamine and whatnot. But the savings route's kind of boring. But I think the other way that is worth looking at it is if you're going to buy shit, so say you're going to buy that Lazy Boy and you know that you can get it for 48 months, it's interest-free and you're like, I'm not going to pay any interest on that. Go and take that amount of money and put it into a compound calculator and say, cool, the Lazy Boy is $2,500, dollars 25000 Put that into Is that what Lazy Boys cost? Oh, yeah, mate, probably dear, I think. Oh, shit. Time. I, I you, had, you had a real good one? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Was, I, I had some premium on it too, <laughs> oh, you know. Shit. Yeah, you want the, do you want the fucking finishing polish on it? But can't bring it all, mate. Yeah. I'm like, oh, can I... Can I put that on my cue card too? Of course you can. Yeah. I'll definitely put it on. Definitely. Oh, no. Definitely put it on. Oh. We can deliver it to you. What's that going to cost? I'm like, can I put that on the cue yeah. card? Yep. 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 <laughs> get it on, mate. Get it on. So oh, dear. go and get that. Put that into a compound calculator and compound it out over fucking 30 years, say, mm. at a rate of just go 5% because everyone's like, eh, you're going to get 7% from, but you, you probably should put in 7%. But put in 5 just so that you can keep yourself happy. And see what your two and a half thousand dollars would actually be worth to you in thirty years' time. Yeah, and it might be the thing that scares you to go, "Holy shit!" Or if you have a mortgage, say, then go and get that amount and go into the ASB uh, repayment calculator or whatever bank on their website and say, "Right, if I paid this amount off my mortgage with what it is right now in a lump sum, or if I paid it off over the next twelve months, some extra repayments." how much time would that save me on my mortgage and how much interest would it save me? And that may be the thing that creates more excitement for you. And so instead of going down the route of consumption all the time, getting more debt to spend that, you might go down the route of like, hmm, 
I wonder what the true value of that pair of sneakers is. What's the true value of paying 200 bucks off my mortgage? Mm. Do I really need that pair? What about? Fuck you, Luke. I'm still getting my sneakers. But I did find a second-hand pair on Facebook Marketplace, and they're 100 bucks. But I was prepared to pay 200 if I use buy now, pay later. So you know what I'll do? I'll spend the 100 bucks so I can still get my dopamine and I can pull the bird at Luke and be like, fuck you, mate, I'm still wearing them. <laughs> but what I'm going to do too is I'm going to take 100 bucks and I'm going to pay that off my mortgage. Yeah. Or I'm going to put it aside and earn interest on it, pay some tax on it, and when my mortgage rolls over, I can pay an extra 100 bucks off. And you do that... 12 times a year, you've got 1200 bucks that you wouldn't have had put aside and you go, bang, please pay that off my mortgage. And you realize, holy shit, that saved me one year, mm. you know, or, or whatever it turns out to be on your 30-year loan becomes 29 years and you realize, fuck, mm. one good decision every month for a year and that just saved me a, a year, year or whatever it works out to be, you're probably then going to realize like, Huh, I know why I haven't been excited by saving money because I've never run the fucking math. Yep. Crazy, eh? And I think the the two end results of going saving versus debt, um, I think one is pretty obvious, right? If you take out debt to consume, which is like shoes and lazy boys and TVs and all this stuff, the end result is that you'll have all that stuff and just live your life in one day and die. The other way, which is discipline, saving, being creative, resourceful, learning, adding to your skill set, I think the end result of that is freedom, which is way different to just dying one day and, you know, having lived life, kind of sleepwalking in a way, just sucking in the debt, right? Like, not, not that I know that I'll get there, but the pictures I have in my head about what I'll be able to do because I'm responsible-ish now are far different if I was chucking a lazy boy on the yeah, <laughs> on the yeah. cue card, you know? And I think that can suck so much. I allow my I allow myself quite a bit. Like I have changed my lifestyle recently quite a lot. Um, within reason and very conscious about it, but You've earned it. Yeah. Like I, I put in some fucking horrible effort at the start. Mm. Horrible amounts of effort to make sure and sacrifice to make sure I could do that. And I think the picture in my head of being able to do effectively whatever I want one day mm. is far greater than looking back at a ripped and teared lazy boy that I'm still paying the interest on, you know? Yeah. I, I think, think that freedom is more valuable to me than anything short-term gratification. The example I was just going to give to if you stay on the using debt cycle is that, like, when do you get off that hamster wheel? Like, when do you not do that? And only each individual can decide that. Some things either going to force you or you, you learn to outgrow it and you go, I'm not that person anymore. Mm. Now, the old version of Luke would, like, I'd just be like, nah, fuck that, man. I'm definitely financing a jet ski when I get to that point. <laughs> but now I'm like, man, that excites me to think, like, imagine just rolling in, paying whatever it costs for a jet ski. If that's your thing, you're just going, bang, here's the cash. Yeah. No finance. Like, that does excite me now. But I've had yeah. to learn that. And I don't really know, like, I didn't intend for that to be the outcome that I could think in my head and feel the excitement of fuck yeah, imagine paying cash for that. Yeah. And I recently went and brought something relatively expensive that I just paid cash for and was like, I kind of did it so that I could do it to get the feeling. And I was like, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Boom. It's quite this cool. This is fucking stupid buying this, <laughs> but I gotta do it. And then so I'm like writing notes to be like, okay, I need to remember this feeling and like what I got out of this because in two months' time I'm gonna be like, fuck that. Was Where stupid. is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, shit, did I rip it? Yeah. Okay, so 
you're going to have to decide if you if you keep going down the debt route, like when are you going to get out of that? Because eventually you will just become the person that finances the jet ski, mm. you know, and then it's like, oh, the trailer. And it's like, well, we might as well fucking put the fuel for this week's jet ski trip on the bloody cue card as well. They're offering it now. Mm. Oh, I shouldn't even say this, but, yeah, someone told me this week, oh, turns out Uber Eats have got um, buy now, pay later. No way. Yeah. Well, you can buy Uber Eats vouchers on their website or something. I don't understand how it works. And then go and plug that voucher code into, which is effectively the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, oh my God. But like, I know this shit because this is all the shit that I did. And so when you go down a debt rabbit hole, you fucking start to see all the different ways you can use debt. And so then you end up with... A second, you know, like a, a, a finance loan, a personal loan, a credit card. You get stuck uh, in the trap, which is where they want you. Yeah, and you've got every single one of them. Because yeah. you're like, oh, wow, like, look yeah. at this version. Oh, I've got my ear points. Yeah. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> my, my, my cash back. <laughs> yeah, I've got my cash back uh. on the 2% transactions. Anyway, um, so, yeah, I just think you've got, you've got to see which, which like, the both paths, like, where they'll take you. But, but set some goals that you've got, you've got to learn individually, like, how to be excited by that. And if you're listening to this pod and you want to send in some feedback of how you've done it potentially, then see if you can send in a short, succinct message that I can screenshot and chuck it up onto the story to help inspire other people to think about how they could get out of the debt way and go down the saving way. Because mm. it, it can be, you know, I've gone through the fucking then getting to saving 12 grand, then 15, and you're like, Man. I reckon that is the worst period. Eh? Oh, it's like, it's the fuck, ultimate test. It feels like you're doing it for nothing. Yeah. Yeah, and it is you just have to break through it. It sucks, man, when you're sitting around like, at, like a ten or a twenty grand thing because you can't use it for anything. But then you're also if you you know you're in that space where it's good for nothing, and then it feels like you've done it for no reason, but it's also worth nothing. And like, yeah, man, that mm. fucking period sucks, but you got to smash it. I've also had some good like paydays, and what I've learned is that you've got to enjoy a little bit of that coin too because what I've learned is that I'll get those paydays and the closer you get to getting them, you know that you're going to get them and so you're kind of excited Then it hits your bank account and then you put it all into a savings account or something and you're kind of like, all right, well, fuck. Mm. No one cares. No yeah. one's like messaging you, bro, saw you put the money in your savings account <laughs> shop, bro. Like, fuck, man, good shit, man. Let's catch up for a fucking sparkling water so you don't spending any of it. Oh, by the way, that's $9 a bottle now. <laughs> You're just like, oh, no one knows. That kind of sucks. Like, how do I celebrate this? This is weird. Like, this is actually a really good thing. I haven't gone and fucking blown it all. And then you're like, okay, I'm going to have to wait another year till this happens again or whatever it is. Mm. So I do think you have to take a portion of time and money at times just to go, you know, that's like I said before, the thing that I purchased recently. It's like, this is not a good use of money, money, but it is for a way for me to be like holy fuck I got that moment and I mm. didn't there would have been a time in my life where I didn't even think that was possible and now I've gone and done it um, so celebrate your wins because you do have to reward yourself and it can be very boring once you even then break the back of actually being disciplined at saving to save mm. money you're just like number go up <coughs> cool like, yeah yeah I reckon just I was just thinking like in that like sort of 10 20 grand period where you're saving and you're doing really well and being disciplined and you've got no debt and you've, you're on the path, but then it feels like shit because you can't do anything with it. That, if you haven't got there yet and you know that that's coming, that period there um, can boost your creativity and resourcefulness, day. Eh? Because mm. you can either sit there and like do that, fuck this, this is like, 
honestly, what a waste of all this time. Or it can like trigger you to think of other other ways. Yeah. And maybe speed up the process. And, and I mean, that's what that journey I was, I was ranting on about earlier. But yeah, don't be afraid of it. Smash it head on. Yeah, I think the other piece of that is that what happens to you is that, you know, you, you might not even think, okay, I need to be real creative and get a side hustle or fucking sell some paintings that I can draw or whatever. It's as simple as basically, oh, wow, I've noticed that my desire to consume and buy shit has decreased. Mm. And then you'd start looking around your house and you're like, fuck, look at all the shit that I've got from when I was on that path. I don't even use it. Maybe I should just sell it because you know what that's going to do too? Get you closer to the 20K mm. or to the double of your thermostat or whatever. And and you go on, the, the weird thing about having more money is that usually, well, you start, the, the things that you want are obviously going to change and you're probably going to desire like bigger things that you could never have afforded. So you're going to be fighting that. But a lot of the small shit that you would have used to consume, you're just like, that does not excite me anymore. Mm. Like, I would get fucking excited about walking around Harvey Norman with my cue card being like, they've given me 10 Gs, baby. I could buy fucking just about anything in here. Yeah, man. You know, what is it? Yeah. Now I'm like, I do not want to go to Harvey Norman. Yeah, yeah. Like, there is nothing in, the, in there. I'm like, how quickly can I get out of here? You definitely, your appetite for certain things changes, eh? Like, mm. the yeah. shit that I brought at Briscoe's on a, on a, like on consumer finance. <laughs> oh, no. You know, I'm like, yeah. I can't remember the last time I went to Briscoe's. I'm like, yeah. what was I doing? What the fuck? <laughs> but they had a but, but mate, they had a fifty percent sale off on the weekend. They I'm always like, well, do, mate. Do they? Oh, okay. <laughs> then, oh shit, it's right next to Rebel. I might as well go and get the rugby ball that I've wanted. <laughs> nice pair of football boots there that I had. Okay, I might as well buy a kicking tee as well. <laughs> you saying I can finance that? Fucking oath you are. Radio. Oh. So, you know, you'll so uh, good. you'll do it. Hopefully that has shone a light on why potentially paying down debt may be more exciting for you than borrowing. Remember, there's been some examples in here that have been personal and you'll be at a different stage of your journey. The purpose of this is to not dismiss the information, but just think about what could be coming for you um, or where you've come from as well and how maybe some of the things that you've done could completely inspire other people. If you have friends around you that don't save and they hate it and they just rack up debt all the time, but you're not that person, maybe it's you in their life that they need to be like, hey, do you want to have a look at like how I've done things? Or I used to be like that and here's how I've changed and stuff and that could be the catalyst for them to get on a completely different journey. We're all fighting against the machine that is basically you have the money, we want to take it off you, we know how to do that and we're going to market and manipulate you till you do that and until you do a five-star review. <laughs> I was about to take that away I from you and you got it. <laughs> yeah. Or you leave a five-star review. That's, that's, all, that's all we're asking. You know, that is all we're asking at this stage. Let's take some calls from the request line. Next call. <laughs> Calling number one. Hey, man, what's up? This is Dominique from Shady No Trainer Ball. What's up, Dominique? I'm going to hear that song from Lil' yeah. P. Pablo. All right, I got that coming right up for you. Now, shout out to the radio uh, station that gave you what you wanted. W. Boom Boom B, baby. What you doing from the front? What you doing from the back? 